Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast with me. This is episode 23, and I'm so, so, so excited for my guest today. Um, We are going to be talking to my friend, Brandy. And Brandy, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. I'm Brandy Doming. I run the blog, The Vegan 8. I'm the photographer, creator, recipe creator, and I've been doing it for about eight years now. And Brandy and I actually go back really, really far. We connected. Um, when I kind of started this journey, um, I actually think you reached out to me for something and then we just instantly connected. And I, yes. And I, I not only love Brandy as a person, but I often, uh, refer readers to Brandy's site when they're looking for something that I may not have, or just because we are very similar in the way that we, um, create and cook things. Both of us, use a lot of, you know, basic whole food ingredients versus like mock meats and cheeses and things like that. Um, and we have similar tastes, um, other than a few things like curry. She is amazing at curry. And I am, I have like a toe dipped in curry. I have a few things, but if, I mean, when people come to me for curry, like they're automatically, I'm like, go to the vegan eight. She has some amazing curry, curry recipes. Um, But we're just very similar in, I think, our outlook on life. And the reason I had her on today is because it's interesting how two people can connect and be so similar. Um, But when it comes to the way, the reasons why we eat the way we do, our husbands were kind of the beginning of that reason. And both of our, like, um, I guess, core whys as to why we do it is actually very different. And I love that I, I wanted you guys all to see, like, another perspective on her, you know, the why she's here in the space, why she creates everything. Um, and see that it's just, just because you're different doesn't mean that it's good, bad. It's just is who we are and it's okay to kind of fall whatever place on the spectrum you do. Um, so Brandy, why don't you tell everybody, um, what, like how you guys eat, the reason your background, how you started all that kind of stuff. Um, well, we eat 100% vegan, plant-based. Um, I like to differentiate, or I like to specify the difference between vegan and plant-based because, as you know, vegan does not mean healthy. So for me, I mean, I'm not like a perfect eater by any means. We do eat out sometimes, um, but I like to eat whole food, plant-based as much as possible. I feel the best that way. Um, it's really important that we eat that way for my husband. That's the whole reason we went vegan in 2012 was because my husband suffered from very debilitating gout, um, which left him on crutches a lot of the time. And so after lots of research, it was how we found out that plant-based or actually meat and dairy was a big cause of inflammation in the body. And so after trying so many other elimination diets and removing certain things and adding certain things and going to doctors for years and years, um, that's when our last basically draw was to try plant-based and within two or three weeks of trying plant-based his gout symptoms started to go away the inflammation was being reduced in his body so that's that was 2012 and we are still vegan to this day because that is the best thing for him and when you've been married to somebody that's 
not able to, we've had to cancel plans so many times, we've had to cancel trips and travel things so many times because he's on crutches, you, you have to do what's necessary for him not only to not be in pain, but also, we, you know, I just had my baby, so I needed him around. So that's the reason why we will always be plant-based because it's not only did it help my health problems, but it also basically healed him for the most part. He still has some problems with certain things like soy. If we eat soy somewhere, he has a bad reaction to soy or too many beans. Um, but for the most part, if we avoid those, he does really well. So that's the reason why we're plant-based um, and why it's so important to us for, for his health and mine. I don't have sinus problems like I used to. I don't have digestive problems like I used to. So it healed things that I wasn't even looking for because I went vegan to help him. So that was pretty amazing for me too. And then you, throughout your journey though, you, because that was the reason it was your husband, but you've also kind of shifted because you're really big on the ethical side as well. So right. that has been like a real big thing for you. Cause that's kind of, I talk a lot about why's in my podcast and, you know, with people. And I talk about how like for us, our why has health and has always been health, but we're also, and unfortunately or fortunately, whatever, um, we also have a lot of anxiety just the way we are and which is why it plays into me and how we've evolved into our eating that we are not hundred um, percent. We will never be hundred percent because the anxiety that, that it, it's just a trigger for us to even say that. And I struggle myself right now because I have to be hundred percent gluten-free and that brings me anxiety as it is. And I'm dealing with that in many different ways, but some people like you that have transferred into the ethical side, um, it, I, I've said things like, if that's a big why for you, eating an animal product may actually give you anxiety because of your why. So it's yes. like, I can't even so, fathom it to be honest, because <laughs> it's been so long. I, I just, even if I had to, I, I mean, you know, if it's life or death, I would, but yeah, the thought of it, it, it's changed me so much that I don't even look at it as food. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, but I also, you know, none of my other family members or friends eat that way. So it doesn't bother me to go out and be with my family or friends and eat and then eat it. I'm not like one of those people that's going to like leave the table or get mad. At it. Right. it doesn't bother me at all because I understand that we're all at different places. So and this is, this is exactly why I wanted Brandy on here because it's so like, I feel like sometimes we only see that other side of like, well, I can never go to a non-vegan restaurant. I can never eat with people that aren't vegan. Um, but that's that, silly. You can't live in the real world like that. <laughs> no, but like, I just love though, that you're still so dedicated to your why and it, it helps keep you on track because, you know, to, towards your goal. And that's kind of my biggest thing is that when we make a change or we do something, keeping our why in mind as our focus um, really helps us get close to our goal and helps that balance of stress. Because from um, I learned from my yoga teacher once that stress is actually the difference between our expectations and our reality. And oh, yes. when there's a huge difference between those two, you create stress. And when you have the expectation of something and it's not your reality, you have to make a change. And that's for us, the expectation of a hundred percent doing something and our reality that we actually like, that brings us anxiety. Like we had to make the change. We had to learn to let go. We had to do things a little different. And for you, your expectation, your reality, you've really aligned yourself. And that's like, I just think that's so honorable and great. And I love that you take that 
and, and, and just embrace it and that it's you and you're cool with whatever, but you know, this is what you do and awesome. Like it's, there's no issues there. There's no, like, I don't know. I've known Brandy forever and I've never once seen Brandy, even when people are so rude to her, <laughs> I have never in my life have seen Brandy respond with, with anything but kindness. And that is so like, sweet. thank you. I don't, I don't think a lot of people can say that, you know, like it's true. Well, that doesn't mean I'm not mad on the other side of the computer. <laughs> of course not. And, but, being, but being mad and being unkind are totally two different yeah. things. I control You know what it. I mean? Yeah, I hold and, my and, tongue. <laughs> well, and yeah, I mean, it's, but being unkind is different than being upset. And people right. are, un, I've seen people unkind to you. And yeah. um, it happens when you're, you know, you become pretty big, you know, you get those jerks. Um, yeah. But stepping back a little bit, can you explain, I mean, I, I think a lot of people listening would know this, but let's talk about exactly what it means to live a vegan lifestyle, not just like vegan food, because we talk right. a lot about, about food, but tell us a little bit about, you know, vegan lifestyle overall. Uh, well, for us and for me personally, my husband doesn't really look for things the way I do, um, because like for me, it's more ethical for him. It's more health wise. Um, but for a vegan lifestyle, that means, you know, obtain or not consuming anything that has been made from an animal. That includes shoes, leather, you know, couches, pillows that are made with duck feathers, you know, you know, down feathers. Um, even, even when I bought my car a few years ago, you know, I had always gotten leather seats in the past because I don't like cloth because they get stains on them easily. So I would always get leather. Well, now I made sure when I bought my car that I had them put that vinyl, fake leather stuff in there. Like for me personally, like you were saying, it's real ethical for me. I make sure that I research anything and everything from cosmetics, shampoos, everything is vegan. Just, just because that's important to me. And I've been doing it for Absolutely. so long now that it's so easy these days because there's so many vegan, you know, especially skincare. Yes. I mean, there's so many amazing skincare companies out there nowadays. Yes, uh, I think our, I think beauty products in general have really made a huge shift because it's easy people. Now. Well, and people, I think, also are realizing while, you know, wh while in other things, it's hard, it's, it's a little more difficult to not test on animals. I think with beauty, people are like, why would you need to test on an animal for beauty? Like, exactly. that, that makes no sense. Like, animals don't even wear, use beauty products. So. <laughs> I know. And it's cruel. <laughs> it's cruel what they do to yes. animals to test. And I think it's disgusting. Um, just like with, you know, finding out, you know, there's, those, that brand UGG, you know, I don't want to offend anybody if they buy them, but you know, when I found out how those, that popular boot brand UGG, A-U-G-G, I think is how it's spelled. Yep. Um, that, I found out how those were made. You know, when you find out how, what these animals are put through to make luxury products, to me, it, the pain and the suffering does not align with luxury to me. So for me being vegan, it applies to everything that I, I buy in, in, or won't buy. Yes. So it's, it's not just diet, but it's like the way you live your everyday life. Exactly. Right. And, 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 and that's just for me, that's, I have more peace doing that. You know, you're talking about anxiety. Exactly. I ha I would have anxiety if I bought something and found out, oh my God, it has milk in it or something. You know what I mean? Like that totally. would upset me. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, this is, this is kind of like, my point is that that's why each person individually needs to focus on their why and why they're doing mm -hmm. something. And that is how you lead the lifestyle with less stress. It's not, yeah. you don't lead the lifestyle with less stress by following what somebody else does if that doesn't resonate with you. So it has to totally. be something that you connect with and resonate with. Um, 
And in general, so that's like the lifestyle. And then when it comes to the food, it's really just avoiding animal, you know, any animal products in our food. So when you cook vegan or plant-based, you know, you're not using, I mean, plant-based actually does, is a little bit more loose in that sense. That's why I kind of identify myself more as plant-based than vegan. Vegan yeah. it means strictly like no eggs, no dairy, no meat, yeah. no, no gelatin. Um, everything that has to do with, um, animals, no honey, things like that. Whereas plant-based is a little more loose, um, in that sense, but vegan itself is like, you know, very, very, you know, black and white with what and can and cannot be in food. Um, vegan food though, some people get confused because being vegan doesn't mean healthy either. No, not at all. Because there's a lot. I know people who literally buy nothing but like vegan meats and vegan cheeses and you're not really going to be that healthy because those are all saturated fat processed foods high sodium i feel like crap if i eat that like too much and again and again for those people if their why just really is for being vegan and has nothing to do with health then then that works too that works that's what they choose and you know we're all different and yeah i can't you know there's a i I don't know if you guys have plant-powered fast food out there but um, no so plant powered is like a, it's like a fast food place, but it's all vegan. It's all like, you know, but it's still fast food, you know? So right. it's not like you go there if you want a healthy m- lunch. I'm right. We eat plenty of, you know, junk food. Don't get me wrong. My kids, you know, they're kids and I let them be kids. Yeah. And, um, but that, yes, that's a good distinction because when we're talking about living a healthy vegan lifestyle, you can lead a healthy vegan lifestyle, but if you're going to do that, you are eating more whole foods versus the processed vegan food that's out there, especially now that you basically, when it comes to processed food, like you can find almost anything vegan out there right now. Exactly. Yeah. So when we travel, that's how it is. We're, you know, it's really hard to eat super healthy when you travel. Yeah. So we're, you know, I just eat whatever when we try. I mean, it's vegan, but you know, I don't worry. Yes. But then I also kind of feel like crap though. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I really enjoy cooking at home. And plus, as I'm getting older, you know, I notice if I eat something that's really oily, my blood pressure will go up. So, I mean, I I focus on eating as healthy as possible for my health too, as I'm getting older, because I mean, I'm in mid forties now. I I kind of, I have to be really careful, even though I'm fit, lean, things affect me so easily. And I know it's not like that for everybody. So again, for me, no, but we're all different. Exactly. So, I mean, that goes back to our why we're all different with what we follow. I mean, you could be purely in it for the ethical reasons and have no problem with the health. And so you eat, I know all the junk food and are fine. You could be in it for ethical, but also the health like you, you could be in it for purely the health, which is for me, it's, it's, it's evolved more into my mental health versus my physical health as life has gone on for me. Um, I've got three kids, you know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. I'm schooling all my kids, running a business, trying to be a wife, trying to do all the things. And for me, it's, it's the mental health. Like I told you before, you know, and right now when I figured out that I can't have gluten, um, I have linked now so many things to eating gluten Yeah, and my, my allergies, number one, I used to have to do nose sprays for my allergies twice a day ever since working. Yeah. Ever since working with my naturopathic doctor, um, and eliminating gluten, I am down to one nose spray every other day. 
That's amazing. Yeah. A lot of my really inflammation. Amazing. Yeah. A lot of my body, all the issues that I had is actually was related to the inflammation that gluten was giving me. And I didn't even eat a lot of gluten, um, mm. but it doesn't matter. Your body reacts to like a tiny fingernail of gluten mm -hmm. and it reacts to a ton. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how much I eat. And I've, I've had instances like I was in Oregon a couple of weeks ago and I had something that I did not know had gluten in it. And I had it actually twice because the first time I didn't realize it did. And I was having a reaction, but I thought it was to this new seltzer that I tried that I realized was made with barley after the fact. Because wow. um, I, I didn't even know seltzers could be made with barley. I thought it was just like soda water. <laughs> so it was a hard seltzer. And so I stopped obviously drinking it, but I thought I was reacting to that. And then we went back to this place later on in the week when I was up there and I realized that there was gluten, what I was eating. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I can feel now when I'm reacting to it. So as I got, get older, like you said, certain things affect us differently. And Isn't it crazy when you get older, like I'm telling you, I can't eat beans that often yeah. anymore. I that, get bloated yep. so bad. I mean, I'm talking like I look three, four months pregnant. Yep. After I eat too many, like black beans get me and I love them. So it's upsetting because I love them, but I have to like, you know, rinse them really, really, really well. Or like with yeah. lentils, I <laughs> soak my lentils and that you really have to soak them. Good. Yeah. The soaking actually does help with the beans, but yes, me uh -huh. too with the beans. Um, but that's the thing is I actually, for me, I've actually also noticed that depending on what I eat it, it actually affects my mental health, which is crazy because I get anxiety over certain foods, not, not the like mental aspect of whether they're vegan or not, but more the physical reaction to them. Right. It, it, and working with my naturopath, I've learned that, um, it like emotions and physical health go really hand in hand. And, um, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy what I found out. Yeah. So you have to remember, you know, you have to focus on your why and that why can change too. Like it really can change a lot. And, for us, it's always been health of my husband physically, and it still is physical health of my husband. But for me, my diet's kind of changed a little bit, and I've added things into my diet that I didn't eat for a really long time um, due to my own mental health, which is, which is wild. Like, it's totally yeah. wild. But um, it is what it is, and, you know, we have to focus on our why. And well, but we change, we change when we get exactly. older, you know, situations or health or, or whatever. So you can't ever really say for sure how long something will or can't work. I mean, there's things yeah. that, that I could eat five years ago that kind of upset my tummy a little bit now, you know? Yeah. So I've just learned like the safe foods that I eat that net always, I feel fantastic on. I just try to eat a ton of those. I do really well with quinoa and rice and potatoes and I eat a ton, I'm talking like a ton of spinach and kale every single day now. And my blood pressure is fantastic as long as I eat tons of greens because, you know, That's they're awesome. high in potassium. Um, but it, those are things that I have to just, I've just learned that as I'm getting older, it's like, I got to be really, you know, focused on, on what I'm eating and not eating. Totally. Um, so let's talk a little bit because you have a daughter. I have three kids as well. Um, and for us, when we started this and same with you, cause our, my middle and your daughter are the same age. 
Um, our, my kids were babies. And so they kind of just ate the way we ate for a really long time. And then I would say probably about a year ago now, um, my oldest two, really, they just started asking more about food. And I made the conscious decision based on my mental health and actually the mental health, especially of my oldest, who actually also has diagnosed anxiety disorder. Um, he does have it, you know, he does like medication, we manage it with therapy and things like that. Um, but because of that, I need, I needed to walk a very fine line when it came to food. And so we, I made a conscious decision to let them explore food on their own at home. They eat what we eat. Um, you know, which is, I would say at home, we're like 95% whole food plant-based. Um, but we do have other things in our house. Like my middle child will only eat one, this one brand of mozzarella cheese. He will not eat cheese in any other form, does not like it. And so I buy it for him because that's what he eats and it is what it is. Um, but my oldest was just curious. And so when we would go out, he would want to try things. And so I decided, you know what, when we go out, I want you to try things. I want you to taste everything. And, and I want you to see how it makes you feel yourself because yeah. I want him to get that personal feeling and I need him to make decisions on his own. A lot of it related because of his anxiety. Um, I want him to fit, to experience things himself. And it's, inter it's interesting. It's been interesting over the last year to see him try things and we've wasted money before when it comes to food. Cause he'll order something thinking like, Oh, my friends are eating it. And he'll take a bite and be like, this is disgusting. And I'm like, all right, then um, let's try something else. And it's just, it is what it is, but I, I do, I am happy with our decision um, in allowing them to do what they are. Cause that's what works for them and my kids. And you decided to raise your daughter differently, which is, you know, great. Cause like you said, we're all different. Um, tell me a little bit about, what you do with your daughter, obviously not now in friends in school, because things are different. But before, um, like, has, she, has she ever talked about things? Has she ever had an interest in exploring things? Like, just tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, she's been vegan her whole life. Um, so, you know, she'll, people will sometimes ask her, you know, lunch, what is that? Like, it's kind of shocking. Some kids don't even know what certain vegetables are. Or, oh, um, yeah. She'll, which is odd to me, but then again, you know, not everybody eats the same. And, and I, you know, we've always, she's always been eating a ton of vegetables, like bell peppers were one of her favorite foods when she was two. So, and she, she's always eaten like kale and spinach right out of a container. So for her, that's normal. Um, but around other kids, it's not, or like when we go to birthday parties, you know, she doesn't eat the cake or anything like that. But I, I think I've told you this, that Olivia is very, she's not like most kids where she doesn't have a big sweet tooth. I think I've told you this before, maybe. She yes. likes, I mean, she likes desserts, but she does not like frosting. Um, she, she, will, she will literally specify, don't put any glaze or don't put any frosting if you're going to make me cupcakes or cake, or she's just going to wipe it all off. She doesn't, because they upset her tummy. Yeah. And I actually got her a cupcake one time from a bakery. Um, it was vegan, but it, you know, this was the, her first experience with frosting. I think she was maybe, I'm trying, I don't remember, several years ago where she'd had frosting from another place, not something that I'd made. Mm -hmm. All the vegan butter and everything, she literally almost threw up from it. So for her, she's a lot like I am. She wants mm -hmm. to feel good. She wants to eat the vegetables. When we go travel, she, when we went to Disney World last year, she was actually begging, 
for salads because she didn't like even like the vegan grilled cheese that we would order. She doesn't like that. She doesn't like vegan cheese from the store. She doesn't like, because she's been raised oil-free because I also cook oil-free. So if she has anything with a lot of oil or grease in it, it makes her feel sick. So um, for her, that's normal. And I'm glad because it makes her want to make really healthy choices, but it, you know, it's, it's just, you know, sometimes kids will ask her, you know, what is that at the lunch table or, Ooh, that looks weird. They'll make comments like that. And she'll just say, it's just beans and rice, you know, but you know, yeah. I've just taught her, you know, I'm just tell her everybody eats differently. This doesn't, doesn't mean that they're wrong or we're right. It's just the way yeah. we eat and, you know, be proud. I always tell her, be confident in what you're eating. Don't be ashamed just because you're different. You know, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. And so she's used to it by now. Cause she's, you know, she's about to turn nine. Well, and that's also a good lesson just, I mean, in raising a daughter, it's also a good lesson in just generally, especially as women, be confident in who you are, be confident yeah. in what you're doing. Um, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's just a good lesson overall, I think for daughters, um, you know, men, boys too, because I try and raise my boys to be confident in themselves, but also I want my boys to um, know about you know, body image and things like that, because I want them, if they end up with a woman one day, I want them to help their wife or girlfriend or daughter one day, maybe be, be confident in themselves. So yeah. I do think those issues surround boys and are really important to talk to with boys. Um, but as a woman, you and I know, especially with society, social media, things right now, like there's so much pressure on us with, you know, everything and confidence is so hard. And well, that's that a great reminds, lesson for her. Uh, that reminds me when she first started preschool, you know, when she was four, I think it was her first or second day there, you know, she got out her lunch and she said a couple of the boys told her she needed meat to be healthy. They were literally saying, how are you going to be strong without meat? And that was her first encounter, like right off the bat at preschool. And, um, and she's had a few people say things to her over the years. And I'm like, okay, are you healthy? Yes. Are you strong? Yes. Okay. Well then do you need that? No, I'm like, okay, there, there's always, you know, for her to, I'm telling her, there's people are always going to say things about the way yes. you eat. They're going to have their opinions, but that's just what they are. Their opinions, you know, her mm-hmm. doctors, exactly. The healthiest kids that she's seen. She literally has fantastic blood work and she's nine and she's always been where she's about to turn nine next month. So, you know, as a child, her growing up, I'm, I'm actually glad she's experienced this already. So then when she, by the time she gets to high school, if yes. people still making fun of her for what she's eating then, it's just going to roll right off her, you yeah. know, because. Well, and the truth of the matter is there, whatever, whether it's food or looks or whatever, I mean, so every single person in this world is going to have an experience where somebody's making fun of you or judging you right. for something. That is just mm-hmm. life. And yep. whether, whatever it is, like you have to learn to be confident in yourself and mm-hmm. to make that decision. And if she's confident and happy with her decision, that's what matters. And yep. that's kind of why we have altered a little bit for us is because, you know, our kids are different. My, my kids wanted to explore things. My kids, you know, especially my son with anxiety, like he wanted to have to have that, to build the confidence himself into what he's eating when. And, and, you know, he actually has one of his, so we have a core group of friends with my oldest that actually all the moms were all really good friends. The families are really good friends. And one of the boys, um, his mom's is vegetarian. 
And the boy, his, uh, his, her son, who's my oldest, one of his closest friends, about a year ago decided to be vegetarian as well. And so in his family, you know, one mom and son's vegetarian, the other, you know, the dad and the other son are pretty big meat eaters. Um, so they manage, you know, very differently. And, and, you know, so my son definitely has like, you know, that connection with him. And, but it's, it's just, you know, kids should be able to be confident in what they're doing. Period. It doesn't matter what it is. And it really is nobody else's business to say, you know, you need this or that. And the reality is, especially with health and food is all our bodies are different. And we all well, it's always going to have an opinion too. Yep. You know, oh, totally. Anything about, you know, clothes, anything, you know, yeah. people have said something to her about hair, uh, you know, her yeah. hair. I mean, the, this, the point is kids and people are always going to have an opinion or be yep. judgmental in, and especially with food, you know, because I think yes. food seems to be really sensitive for some people, especially because it almost makes them think like, okay, well, if you're not eating that, well, why am I? Or, you know, especially with young kids. And so that's why I just like, yeah. just be confident when you're eating, you know, you're doing fantastic. So it's working for us. And if it works for them, great. But yes. you know, she doesn't go around going, why are you eating meat? You know, I mean, she doesn't do that. Well, and, and that, to me, that says a lot more about the family life than it does about, it's not really about eating, is it? You know, it's really about the confidence and the, um, the way we are, you know, cause you're a very non-judgmental, um, all encompassing, welcome everybody type of person. And I think the core of that runs in every part of your life. Food is just one part of it. It's just, yeah. it doesn't necessarily just have to do with the way you look at food. It's the way you look at of a lot of things. And I've known you for so long that yeah. you, you treat people that way for every part of their life, not just what they're eating. And when somebody judges somebody for the way they eat, I actually think that says a lot more about who they are as a person, not ne necessarily their dedication to a movement of any sort. I totally you know? agree. Yeah. It's, I mean, because if you are confident in who you are and you're as a mother raising your daughter to be that way. It, it's, she's never going to judge somebody for anything, no matter what it is. And right. so when someone comes up and says, why are you eating that? What's that? You know, that's weird. Like that is more reflects more about what they have going on in their family. Like, <laughs> you know, well, no, that's true. Um, kids that are kind of bullies, they usually yeah. are taking that from the parent. Yeah. Um, oh, it, totally. Because Olivia, she never ever says a thing. I mean, she like bullying wise to another child. She, yeah. she's extremely quiet. And uh, I mean, she talkative, but I'm saying like, she's yes. very observant, she's I guess yeah. I should say. She's very sweet, very just kind of chill. And um, so it, it's, it's upsetting to her if somebody's mean to her. Yep. She's so sensitive that I just uh, try to, you know, do my best to explain to her that not everybody's the same. Not everybody's going to feel the same way. And, you know, you just have to kind of hang, keep the friends that don't make you feel horrible. <laughs> you know, you got to be around. Oh, a hundred percent. And that is such a good lesson to learn at a young age because mm -hmm. we, I mean, I feel like as an adult, I still am struggling with that, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> It'll probably never end. You know, no. learning people in your life that, that you like one thing that I've been thinking a lot about through this whole pandemic and seeing how certain people behave or act is yes. how are, when you're with somebody or when you talk to somebody, how do you feel by the end of that conversation? Do you feel better or do you feel worse? I think that's oh a very gosh. good indicator of the kind yes. of people you should surround yourself with. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, 
A hundred percent. Like I totally agree with that, that it has really opened up, you know, about people's true colors have come out. And, um, and there's like, you know, when it comes to food too, and anything really, there's, there's wonderful ways to approach and ask somebody what they're eating that isn't, um, like defensive or accusatory. Mm-hmm. It's more like, oh, that's interesting. What it is, what is it that you have in your lunch today? You know, and yeah. and it's and I have three kids, so I am one to tell you that every single child is so different. And yeah. that is, you know, part of why we've kind of altered with how we approach our kids with food is because we have three kids and we've seen such a difference. And I think that even if we were strict with what they ate or whatever, I actually think it would be 10 times worse in our family because our kids are so different. I mean, Leo could live, my youngest, he could live on cucumbers if I let him. Like, Oh my God, no way. That's Olivia's favorite food, cucumbers. Live. He will live on cucumbers. Like literally could eat an entire cucumber, hands down, not a problem. Whereas Mason, if you give him a cucumber, he gags. Like he won't, he thinks it's the most disgusting thing ever. Like he, he, I mean, he's kind of my pickiest one as far as like, Leo's my pickiest just because he's five, you know, in general, yeah. <laughs> but as far like as like, tacos too a lot, right? Oh my God. <laughs> he can live. <laughs> uh, he, cucumbers and tacos. Yes. Yeah. But, but here's the thing with tacos. He, I make my taco meat and my mom actually, once we had a family dinner and my mom made like regular meat tacos, like ground turkey, uh-huh. I think it was. Uh-huh. She does like grand turkey or whatever. And I had my regular taco meat and, uh, well, not my regular taco meat, the taco meat I make with like, I think that time I made like lentil walnut. I have a bunch yeah. of different recipes for taco meat and I switch it up. Um, and so we had both. And usually I, you know, I let my kids like try what they want. And, um, Sam and Mason, they took a bite to try my mom's and they both were like, no, I don't really like it. It's gross. <laughs> and so they ate my taco meat, which is fine. Like my mom's not offended. I know I don't really care if they try it. I want them to experience and make decisions themselves. And they're like, nope, don't like ground meat. I think it's disgusting. They mm-hmm. might. Leo tried both and was like, nope, I don't like either. So he, when we do tacos, he literally wants avocado and he calls it salad, but it's lettuce. Aww. That's all he wants. And I'm like, dude, you cannot survive on a crispy taco shell and lettuce with a little bit of avocado in it. Like that doesn't like you cannot survive. (laughs) Well, at least it's got some healthy fats in it. (laughs) I mean, but like, yes. But then he also, he, he says he doesn't like guacamole. He just likes avocado. I'm like, it's Uh, the same thing. Well, Olivia's the same way. She doesn't like guacamole because of the onions or it's sometimes it's spicy. But my guacamole is literally mashed avocado and salt. It's not oh. even guacamole. <laughs> oh, maybe it's a texture thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But see, <laughs> but Mason likes the guacamole, not the avocado. It's like a shit oh, show her house. I'm telling you. It's, <laughs> it's like, so Leo could live on cucumber and what he calls salad, which is actually plain chopped lettuce. He doesn't even want yeah. dressing on it. That's what he wants to eat. And I'm like, no wonder you're underweight because you won't eat anything else. And the doctor, our doctor's like, well, you know, you probably need to start giving him like whole fat yogurt or something because he's so underweight. And I said, well, he won't eat it. Like I would gladly give him like whole fat yogurt if he would eat it to help him gain a little bit of weight, but he won't eat it. He has, he likes, actually, we just found a second kind of, cause I usually buy dairy free yogurt just because 
that's what I eat and yeah. my kids actually like it. Um, they love, ironically enough, they love the so delicious coconut yogurt, which it's fine. I mean, it's good, but they love it. The chocolate flavor and the vanilla flavor. Yeah, but then I, like I, I just found a brand new um, brand. It was the first time I've ever seen it. And I brought it home because anytime I see a brand new brand of yogurt, I always buy it just to kind of try and see what we think. And Leo actually likes that as well. So he will eat those kinds of yogurts, but he eats no other kind. And I tried to make him smoothies with like avocados and stuff in the smoothie. He'll, he'll take like three sips of it and be like, mom, I can't drink anymore. I'm so full. So there's oh, something wow. with him with the way he processes fats, I think. Like, I don't know what it yeah. is, but he can live on strawberries, cucumbers, let like he's just a very like low fat eating kid. Like, I don't know what to say. Like I've maybe tried you it could Just give him a bunch of avocado. If he loves avocado, maybe just cause that, those are fattening. Yeah. I try I like protein in them too. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's so hard with kids. Like there's so many, there's so many things to consider when it comes to kids. And it's such a multifaceted, as you know, like kids and they're all so different. And it's like, just I think the bottom line is what you said, just teaching your kids confidence and what they do and how they eat and what they choose and, you know, helping them navigate that, especially as, you know, they're at school. Definitely. And, and, and Olivia's teachers, like you were saying earlier, there's a, a polite way to, you know, ask what somebody's eating. Her teachers will do that. They'll say, oh, that looks, that smells so yummy. What is that? And so that makes her feel good. You know, like when the teachers yeah. do that. Because the teachers great. are never rude. Um, you know, it's just other kids sometimes. But, you know, that, that's not all of them. Some, her, some of her friends will ask, oh, what's that? You know, so they're not, she's only encountered that, you know, a few times, thankfully. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, that's, that's great because, you know, it's not okay. And as she gets older, it's, at least she's encountered it a little bit. So she has some practice. Um, yeah. But the bottom line is if, if your kid is happy and healthy, can you really that's ask That's all I care anything? about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Totally. That's. Um, so Brandy, if people, let's talk a little bit about, um, before we finish, um, if people decide, you know, they want to start a vegan lifestyle, like what are your biggest tips with, um, doing that successfully in a, I guess, I don't know how to put this, but like you and I know, like in a non crash diet kind of way, cause you know how it is online. Um, like, you know, it's like, oh you know, jump in, do this and do all these crazy things. And that's not usually sustainable for the normal population. So what would be your biggest tips if somebody really wants to totally convert over to a vegan lifestyle? Like great tips, your top tips for somebody to follow. Um, well, the first thing I tell people is to invest in, you know, the basic pantry items. Um, the easiest way to do it is just not look at it like you're going to have to eliminate a bunch of things or go without a bunch of things, but instead, you know, you know, pick things you love. First of all, pretty much everybody loves potatoes. Everybody loves rice. Everybody loves beans. Um, you know, stock up on your favorite spices um, and stock up on, you know, your favorite beans, whether it's dried or canned, you know, lentils, um, all things that are, are really full of nutrition and protein and fiber and healthy carbs. Um, you know, the potatoes and your favorite vegetables, your favorite fruits. And once you, you know, pick all the things you already like, then you can add any type of spices or flavorings or marinades or anything. And it, it's not, if you can make things that are taste to the flavors that you like, then it doesn't feel like you're missing out or, or you could, you know, some people 
like to maybe pick a recipe that they love and instead of the meat in it, maybe replace it with lentils. You know, so pick, pick things that you already love or pastas, you know, everybody loves pasta. So whenever somebody's new to my site, I'll actually get asked that, what are your top five recipes that you would recommend? And the first thing I'm always gonna say is Alfredo, you know, you are my Mexican chili, things that are hearty and filling. I think a lot of people think that they're gonna to have to remove all of this delicious food and just start eating salads. And that's not it at all. Yes. I mean, I eat, no. chili, I eat tacos, I eat burritos, I eat pizza. I just eat it with whole foods, homemade things. So if you just eat the things that you love and just replace, you know, the meat or the cheese with vegan versions and homemade versions, which you and I both have homemade vegan cheeses on our, our site, mm -hmm. then you don't feel like you're missing out. You know, don't right. think you're going to have to starve yourself and eat carrots and lettuce all day long because- Oh God, no. It's not like that at all. I mean, I am never hungry. I never feel like I'm lacking or missing out is what I mean, so. Well, and I can't, to me, like, I think you and I have talked about this, like, I can do like a big hearty salad, but just a salad to me, like I, that's an appetizer. Like I can do exactly. it as an appetizer, but it. yeah, it's not, you're right. Like that's, that's a great, I think that honestly, I think if like we had like one tip, like that's it, just eat your favorite foods, but mm -hmm. find other versions. And one thing I would say too, is when you replace them with other versions, be wary of the store-bought process things, not just for health reasons, but I also think oh, like, yeah. I also think flavors, they're not that great. Like I'm not going to say what, but there is a yeah. very popular vegan cheese brand that I think is disgusting. And it's just yeah, I don't not, like them. Mm -mm. I, I mean, I have a few, like I, the follow your heart provolone style um, sliced cheese. Oh yes, I that that's good. I think that's great. Um, Miyoko's has a smoky, smoky one that a smoky mozzarella. It's a smoky yeah. mozzarella. I think it's uh, Miyoko's. I don't know if that I've one is so one. good. I've had a few Miyoko things that are delicious. Like Joe literally does not let me buy the, um, it comes in a tub. It's the, um, it's like the, uh, I think it's like the beer cheese dip. It's like the sharp beer cheese dip that, that, um, Oh my God, Joe won't let me buy it because he'll eat the entire thing in one sitting. Um, Sounds delicious, like actually. I've tried her cream cheese. I did not like it at all. I've the never, lox one. Oh, the lox. Oh my God, both so, my, my husband and I. Mm -mm. It was. But see, <laughs> if you don't like seafood, you won't you won't like that one because yeah. I've tr I've tried it and it tastes exactly like smoked salmon. So yeah, no, you, it was. If you. Yeah. If you don't like the smoked salmon taste, you will not like the lox one because it literally tastes like that. Yeah. It didn't remind me of cream cheese at all, but her smoky mozzarella is to die for. I mean, it tastes just like cheese, but it's rare that I buy them because I, I'm, you know, again, I don't want all that oil. Yes. So I'd so much rather just make it at home. And both Jay and Olivia do not like store-bought cheese. They will literally say, Brainy, just make make your mozzarella, please. They literally prefer the homemade version, which of course is fabulous because it's all whole foods. Well, and you know, what's funny is so Leo is so picky, you know, he's five, you know, you never know what he's going to want in a day. Um, he lives on cucumbers and lettuce. And what's hilarious is that follow your heart, the sliced provolone, uh -huh. he will eat that cold. Like he thinks it's amazing. And I'm like, you are so weird. I don't even think I like it cold. Like I like it melted in like a tortilla or whatever, uh -huh. but he, he will like go out and he'll eat that cold. And I'm like, you are such a strange child. Like he won't, he will not eat like pasta is, he doesn't love it. And I'm like, you are not my child. Wow. Like, he doesn't I, like pasta? So, 
Nope. Oh my God. I mean, and he's so weird. I mean, he will eat it sometimes, but he doesn't love it. Um, it's just odd. Like he's an odd child. so funny. <laughs> but he'll eat the cold, follow your heart, sliced provolone from the fridge. Like it's just. Yeah, it's but odd. I'm sure he'll change a million times though. Cause Olivia's changed so many times about certain things yeah. that she wants to eat and doesn't want to eat over the years. So. Yeah. Well, and he's also five, you know, you never know right, what happens, exactly. you know, with five-year-olds. Um, but this has been awesome. I am so, so happy I could have you on. And I um, tell everybody if they're, if they want to find you, you're most active on what platform? Um, Facebook and Instagram. I, I like them both. Just the vegan eight. Awesome. Yeah. And eight her website. Is the number, not spelled out, but the number. Yes. Eight is the number. And her website, you know, also uh, you should visit it. She has amazing things. And then I'm going to put some links in the show notes to her website, um, social media sites. And also um, I'm going to ask her to send me the link to one of her, she does little eBooks and stuff. So she has some great little options for those. So I'm going to put some of those in there so you guys can take a look at that. Um, and I really hope that you guys learned something and I hope that, you know, people that are looking, you know, to find and solidify their why, I hope you can see that there's so many different reasons to do, you know, eat the way you're going to eat, live the way, your life the way you're going to live your life and not one is wrong right or you know bad or good and you just have to find what connects with you and that's where I think that you find the happiness that you're looking for in a lifestyle it's not just you know a diet it's an overall lifestyle it's your mental and physical health together create a lifestyle that is a happy lifestyle for you um, absolutely and, and not worry so about what other people think too you know exactly you got to do you. You don't have to worry about getting approval from other people. You do what you feel no. you're best at. I think that's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, and I will see you guys next time. We are, I'm going to have another guest on my next episode. Um, that kind of relates to this talking about, um, how food actually healed her and what she did, um, her journey. And, um, we'll continue the discussion about food, but thank you so much, Brandy, for being here and joining me and being part of this podcast. Thank you for having me.